Hello everyone and welcome to the fall 2019 anime review edition of What Do You Say Anime? I am your host Peter and as always, to the Kirito to my Asada, we have Adam. Adam, how you doing tonight? I'm doing alright. I just got back from work a couple hours ago, caught up on some shows to watch and ready to talk about it. How about yourself? I uh, started my resolution off really well, got the video editing part on my way. I'm already down 7 pounds from my diet weight goal for the year, so I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, dang, that's nice. So what have you been doing for your diet then? Uh, the basic bland bitch protagonist of food, which is chicken and broccoli for every meal, and then a lot of cardio. So I'm, I'm also getting back into lifting weights, but it's mostly, it's like 95% cardio right now. Yeah, I have to start jumping on that New Year's resolution before it gets uh, too late in the year. Year's already started. Mine started. Yeah, I had to. I, I had to do it now. Otherwise, I'm just gonna delay it. So I'm biting yeah, I might the butt well right start now. In the morning, and like you said, That's con the... season's coming up, and I gotta look good. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're just a couple months away from the first one. So. I know. I'm looking forward to every single one that's coming up especially detour can't wait for detour i had so much fun last year that's oh, detour is a blast yeah i can't yeah, wait for that like the what first week in april first week in april april 3rd to the 5th minneapolis come on down yeah. come party with yeah. me and adam yeah we'll be drinking well oh, yeah doing a doing a lot of stuff so hopefully we'll try to get a panel too if we can that'd be pretty that cool. would be i mean that would be an amazing goal i don't know about this year but i definitely would love to do one my goal for next year would be to do a panel that'd be amazing like one of the panels I wanted to actually do was like using like nerd culture or otaku culture to lose weight. Yep. Like I doing agree. what we're doing, like watching shows like How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift or taking advice from like different like training regimens from like like Akiranosaurus, which we'll talk about later, or like Run with the Wind or what any type of like sports show would have workout regimens and just putting them to the test, seeing how you can use like your favorite animes to lose weight i think would be real cool yes i that would be a really cool thing to do and i would definitely be on board with it but sure. if people haven't seen if you're on youtube right now watching it we have a new setup for a review and as yeah. we go along you will visually see what me and adam ranked our shows on youtube and if you haven't noticed i'm peter and i'm that, adam that's adam yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get this the timing down yeah, so, this is my first time getting our cam my camera going here, so... I think it's nice only my second it. time. Yeah, so now you guys can put a face to the voice, I guess. Yes, really cool. So if you are listening on another source, like iTunes or Spotify, I highly recommend you checking out our YouTube channel. It's just What Do You Say Anime. And before yeah. we jump into our reviews, I'd like to take a quick second to remind everybody, if you haven't already, vote for our Anime of the Year Awards located in the Google Doc below. Yeah, we've already got a fair amount of people who've gone in and voiced their opinions, but if we're about 65 it, right now, so I'm pretty happy with our results. So 65 is, I think, the exact number of views that we have for our first two episodes of the podcast put together. That sounds about right. I'm very happy with our <laughs> progress, and I'm hoping that as we continue with this podcast, that people see our the efforts that we put in, and I just hope to continue the growth of our channel. And as yeah, you can, absolutely. As you can see from above. We're going to keep track of our ratings. Me and Adam's ratings will be displayed as we progress through the show. And yep. you will see on the middle of the screen our first show, which is My Hero Academia, the first core. Yep. Now, we are 12 episodes in on the first core. Oh, and like, I'm going to try keeping it as spoiler-free as possible, but as we review these shows, spoilers are probably going to come out, so just a heads up for anybody that's listening. 
So if you haven't seen it, you might want to skip it. So ah, let's jump right into the first core of My Hero Academia. Let's do it. Okay, so we just wrapped up. I should say wrapped up, but we the final, I think, fight scene of this arc before we transition into what the aftermath happens with the overhaul fight. So how have you been enjoying the first core of My Hero Academia? So the first part was a little bit slow to me. Like the first couple episodes, I think they did kind of like a recap thing going on at the start. Yep. But it picked up speed really quickly and never slowed down. And I loved that. Yes. Like, this this season, I, I thought, has been stepping on the gas really fast. Yeah. And I liked that they gave Red Riot, Kirishima, some like a bunch of like really cool scenes. We got to dive into who he was before UA, which was really, really cool. And then we got to see, like, probably my second favorite character in the show got introduced, and we got to see him have a cool combat scene is with that fat? Kirishima. Fat Gum? That's Fat Gum. Fat Gum is amazing. Gum is great. Big fan of Fat Gum. Big fan of Kirishima, or whatever his name is. Because before, he was just, like, uh, whatever character. Like, he was yep. Bakugo's friend, essentially. And now he's like, oh, I love this character. Yep, absolutely. They gave him so much, like, development with kind of seeing who he was in the past. So you got a little bit of empathy for him, and then you got to see him like push, like beyond go plus ultra, which I love. Yeah, and then that yeah, was... Fat Gum is just a great character in the English dub. He's voiced by Kyle Hebert, who's the voice of Kamina from Gurren Lagann, who I love his over-the-top bombastic voice. So like he couldn't, they couldn't have picked a better uh, voice actor for the English dub. Yes, uh, I guess if we want a Nick pick, here's my only problem with it. I thought we had a great setup. For Kirishima, I thought that Red Riot episode was absolutely amazing, and then I think it got immediately foreshadowed by the Muriel fight, and now oh, it, tur yeah. it turned from Kirishima is this amazing character to like, you know what? Actually, Muriel's the best. Yep. Like, who cares about Red Riot? And I was like, I, I mean, like, I kind of understand because like every now and then somebody has to lose, and it's not always the bad guy. So I like that aspect of the show. But I really don't like how it was overshadowing some, like, amazing character development. Where, like, one of the things I knock on My Hero a lot is the character development. Where it's specifically only a few characters that grow. And why I hate Bakugo as a character. Because he's absolutely trash and never learns from anything. And then you have Red Riot who just turns into, like, this amazing character. And it's like, you know what? Muriel's cooler. I'm like, oh, come on, man. I don't. I don't know if that's a bad thing though. Like having a whole bunch of awesome characters is just better in my opinion. So like the fact that he was overshadowed a little bit does suck, but he's still awesome. I like, like the it, aspect it of like him. Yeah, like rooting for somebody, but like now I'm rooting for like nine people. It's like because <laughs> it's just like who am I? I'm cheering for everybody now. Like I would really but, like to like I really like to like grasp onto like this is just my personal taste. Like yeah. other people are gonna be like. You're an idiot, which is completely understandable. But, like, I really like it when, like, if, like, Kirishima grew from this experience, let him keep growing. Show the people how awesome he was, but then he gets, like, defeated with fat, and it's like... I mean, I should say defeated, because they win, but, like, he is essentially, like, wins and then gets knocked unconscious or he's something like that. Yeah, he's sidelined. Yeah, he's, he's out of the picture for a bit, so... I, I like what they're doing. I like where it's going. I definitely would recommend... This is probably... It's better than Season 3. 
this is probably as well, good season as season three fell off a cliff in the second half. Yeah, this is first as half good... of season three should have been like the ending to a season, which is really weird to say. Yeah, but like that, the end of se or the mid part of season three, the whole thing with All Might felt like it should have been a climactic finish for a season, not a midpoint. And mm -hmm. I think that's what made season three feel lackluster because the ending is so much lower than that climax at the midpoint. So, yeah. And I think this is as good as because se season two is my favorite. I think yeah. when it's all said and done, it will be as good as season two. I just think we uh, just what we've seen so far just needs to get drawn out a little bit more. I'd like to see the aftermath of the overhaul fight, that type of thing. So I'm judging my my rating personally just based off the first 12 episodes. So with that out of the way, I am giving the first 12 episodes of My Hero Academia. Oh, let me get it on my camera. An 8 out of 10. Adam? I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Oh, let me get it on camera real quick. Uh, 9 out of 10. There we go. Perfect. All right. Next, we are going to transition into an anime of the year contender. And that's Vinland Saga. Now, Vinland Saga is gaining a lot of steam right now. It is a show only I watch. Adam hasn't seen it yet, so. But, yeah, but I will be picking it up because there's no way I can sit on this one at this point it's there's too much hype behind it so this i was talking to somebody earlier today how 2019 for me has personally been the best year of seasonal anime ever i have five 10 out of 10 shows and vinland saga is one of them so i'm already gonna show it up on the screen that i gave it a 10 i cannot stress how good the storytelling of this show is it's brilliant from start to finish we get the three episode prologue that this uh Shows the backstory of the main character Thorfinn and his struggles as a Viking, essentially trying to get revenge from his father's death. And that's not a spoiler; it's literally the premise of the first three episodes. Like you know what happens there. The fights are amazing. It's done by Wit Studios, who does who did Attack on Titan. So like the the effects are absolutely breathtaking. If you've seen my promo video for Anime of the Year, there's like a quick snippet of. Uh, the fight of Thorfinn and the the it's just so fluid and the animations are brilliant and along with the cast of characters in our anime of the year for best boy we have two characters from Vinland Saga that are nominated for best boy and that's how good like the character development is how good the characters are in general if you like amazing storytelling like brutal fights like People get their head chopped off in this show. Uh, amazing characters, amazing stories, people you can root for, people you want to see die, people you want to see like thrown in a gutter. This is the perfect show. I can't recommend Vinland Saga enough. I give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, it sounds like something that, like I said, I have to pick up because if it's a 10 out of 10, there's no way you can really sit on it. Otherwise, you're just going to go in a pile and you might never not ever get to it so yep. gotta and jump I, on that soon i don't want to do any spoilers but it is one of my top five shows of the year and that's saying a lot because i think of how stacked 2019 was so check it out if you like all of that things i just recommended to you all right moving on to the next one is a show i just finished and that's the hero is overly cautious Overpowered, oh, sorry, but overly the cautious. Overpowered, but overly cautious. There you go. It's like it's a light novel, so it's hard to it's hard to talk about sometimes. Yeah. So the premise of that one is main character Seiya teleported into an alternate dimension. He has to save 
the world from some evil demon lord. Typical uh, isekai stuff, but mm-hmm. it's basically to picture the show. It's basically take um, Goblin Slayer and cross it with Konosuba. You have the seriousness or the serious character or main or main character of the Goblin Slayer put into like a comedy that is Konosuba. That's the way I see this, and it's freaking fantastic. And it actually has a really good story to it and a lot of the times where they pull like they use his overly cautious nature they do it really well to the point where i don't feel like i'm ever cheated with the way he wins fights i don't know what about you how did you like the series so So when we had our like i think it was like a mid-season recap episode i talked about how the show was really enjoyable the first three episodes but my problem was are they going to keep playing the same joke over and over again? Like, he's overly cautious. That's the punchline. And they kind of changed the tone of the show, which I yeah. did not see coming at all. And I thoroughly enjoyed this show way more than I thought I was going to. I Yeah, I was going into it being overly cautious. Yeah, to, ex- <laughs> <but> perfect. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, though, because, like, you watch it, and like you said, the first few episodes... You get the joke and you're like, okay, this can't continue for 12 episodes. It's not going to be funny. And you slowly start to see little kinks in his armor. And where he's not as... He kind of does the whole, like, uh, shield hero thing where he pretends to be a hard ass, but he has that, like, heart of gold somewhere deep down there. But they make that into a joke for a good bit of it. But then there's a lot of very serious moments where... And they drop the overly cautious part or emotional payoff at the end and it's really good i thought the last two episodes were genius like i i loved it i because i to be honest this show was like a six or a seven the entire season for me and i thought the last two episodes were incredible i had it at a seven and then right before we started this i'm like i finished the last episode i need to bump this up to an eight yep and i do want to point out one of the reasons that it is that it was a six seven area that ed is absolute worse it's one of the worst eds if we were having like a worst ed category i would i would it'd be on the it, top it, of the list i don't know if it'd be number it, one but it'd be really close to number one it's number one for me i can't even look at it it really hurts my eyes so what they do is they take the goddess that you see in the picture right there and they have she has like a little doll that she made of her like a figure that's in her room and they make that like a cg dance like give it a cg dance for the ending and it looks so out of place that because it's cg it looks nothing like the rest of the show which that's another thing the art from time to time does drop in quality but they do a really good job when they're trying with the facial yes yes so it kind of balances out i think i think i made notion of that where like they pick and choose where they want their art to be done because obviously yeah. the, with these shows, they're on like a timeline. So they have to like, unless they have a huge budget, they have to like pick and choose. So the scenes that were they're like face, like they're, they're zoomed up to their face and they're like, what? It's like, that's an amazing animation with like her aqua face. But then there's some scenes where like the background characters look like stick people. So you have yeah. to pick and choose, but you're not watching the show for, maybe you are watching the show for its art, but like. Because there are some some parts that are really good. There are but, some parts that are very... Like, when they're flying through the sky, there's some, like, really nice 
art so it's pick and choose which is fine especially for like a comedy i don't really care because that's not the point of like a comedy is it's art so that's just me uh you gave it an eight i'm also giving it an eight if you're watching on youtube i actually spoiled abs rating <laughs> so, the whole time they already knew what it was so that was my bad wow. but uh yeah i mean i thoroughly enjoyed this show it's it's nominated for an isekai of the year and i think it has a very good chance at winning yeah i do want to give a shout out there was one episode i want to say episode eight actually where they're inside the goddess realm and there's a couple random gods that try to stop a spirit ghost i think it's like a reaper i think is what they call it yeah from like attacking and like killing people in the spirit realm but it's really funny because they have akuma and e honda ripoffs yes they do from, uh, Street, Street Fighter, Fighter that just yeah just drop in and start like trying to fight this like demon it's freaking great it was great just like the tiny little things that they do in this show that'll just make you bust the gut laughing <laughs> and also I only watched part of it I watched the middle section in English but like there was an entire like there's a there's a character Valkyrie who is in the second one if you're looking at the picture on the screen right now it's the second one from the left that has a very very no was she it has the op move yeah the gates yeah well there was a couple jokes between her and Seiya that were just all sex puns and yeah. they were fucking fantastic yeah there was a in, lot of I, in was... english i freaking busted a gut so if there's an i think it's that same episode with e honda and akuma in it so like episode eight or nine if you want a really funny listen Listen to that in English because all the jokes land spot on. I can't talk about the rest of the jokes. I didn't watch it in English except for that like little section, but it was really good from what I heard. Yeah, I, I thought the sub was good. I'm sure the dub is fine. So it's great for both people because a lot of people like watching dubs and subs. So this is one of those shows and it's a good show. So you should check it out. Yep. Moving on to another show that I think is pretty dang good. Sword Art Online, Alicization, War of the Underworld. Um... Not, not a lot to say about this one. If you didn't watch the other seasons of Sword Art Online, you probably aren't going to want to watch this because it's a continuation of the uh, Pontifax and Axiom Church arc. After Kirito is all defeated Quinella, he's basically in a coma, and all the background characters from inside the... Uh, Ra no, Ra yeah, Wrath. No, Wrath is the... Uh, I forget the name of the world now. The underworld. The, oh, it's underworld, yeah. <laughs> the, all the characters from the underworld are basically going to war with the Dark Territories, and it has some of the best animation of any show I've seen this in 2019. It's fantastic. I loved it. Not having the Sword Art the SAO baggage from the previous seasons does this show really good because a lot of those minor characters from the last season get to come up and show their personalities and they're cool, awesome attacks, and you get just really cool action scenes. It's probably my favorite season of SAO so far. Uh, I Like I said, the animations are beautiful. I showed Pete a couple of them. And yeah, you did. Look nice, I was shocked. They're pretty, yeah, it looks like they took the quality from the movies and made sure to like adapt that into each episode. Like everything is really nice and crisp. Uh, like I said, the action scenes are great. The storyline, ties in really well to the stuff we've seen previously but if you haven't seen the other half of season three 
you're not going to really understand what's going on. But if you're watching this and you're an SAO fan, you're going to love it. I gave it a 9 out of 10. And I didn't watch it, and I will never watch it. Yeah, that's fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up we have the fourth season of Food Wars. Now, I was very excited to start watching this in the beginning of the season. And we are getting a fifth season, which I was absolutely shocked since the manga's done. And this season kind of fell off. The pacing is awful. It's it's a tournament arc. The entire fourth season is a tournament arc with uh, the Elite Ten versus the Rebels. And it's pretty boring in a lot of spots. I really like the aspects of a Shogeki when it's not shoved in your face for like nine episodes straight. I like it where it builds up to the Shogeki and then it's like a dramatic like win or loss depending on it and this one is just shogeki after shogeki after shogeki after shogeki after shogeki and i hate that it's just it's just too much tournament food war shogeki so i don't really want to stress that too much if you're a fan of food wars you're gonna love it uh i still think it's enjoyable i just don't think it's as good as the other seasons so i'm giving it a 7 out of 10 and I have yet to watch it. It's on my list, but I'm not in any hurry to check it out. I've seen the other three seasons, so I'll watch it eventually. Eventually. Uh, especially before season five, which is comes on April, I believe. So next season, we'll get the fifth season. All right. Next, we have We Never Learned season two. And this one is following the story of Nariyuki teaching his classmates Rizu, Fumino, and Uruka and basically tutoring them so that they can get into the colleges of their choice and i i don't if you've seen the first season you kind of know where this is it's a harem style comedy with like education and teaching as its centerfold but it's basically them always getting into these very awkward situations and they don't really know how to deal with them or situation yeah just kind of yeah situations he's not ready he's not really ready for they all secretly have crushes on him it's cute it's nowhere near as good as the first season not even kind close. Of, I'm, I'm very disappointed in that if you watch the first season it's enjoyable but it's nothing like it doesn't stack up with the first season at all yeah they gave season two start off really well because they started giving each individual girl like either an entire episode or like 12 minutes to vote to not the group but like one girl and so I really like that you started to learn more from the other girls. And then t- down the road where they're at like the school festival, then they all like t- kind of tied up and come together. And I just don't like bad endings to shows. It ruins the whole show. The first, so this was like, I think this was 13 episodes. The first 10 episodes were very enjoyable. And then like the last two or three were just so bad. They wrapped up nothing. It's a Nisekoi ending. Where, guess what? You're going to have to buy the manga if you want to know the ending. Because I guarantee you we are not getting a season three of the show. So, it's just one of yeah, those things. Un- just ha- harems never end. And they always have like an open ending. Like, hey, buy the manga. So, it's like, as us anime only watchers, it's kind of frustrating to see a, such a terrible... I'm going to steal a take from Very Sweet. It's a bad ending disguised as a good ending. And I, I 100% agree with that take. It's, yeah, it's one of those shows, like I said, if you watch the first season, watch the second season just 
if you're curious, it's it's worth giving it a watch. But I, after seeing the way this ends, I don't know if I'd recommend someone just pick up the show if they actually want something conclusive because yes. they're not going to get it. I really hope Quintessential Quintuplets second season does not end up like this. But I'm going I, to I guess it's like going to. They're gonna need if they're gonna do that. They need a third season of Quintessential. Quintuplets. Yeah, and There's unfortunately, I, of- I'm so mad I got spoiled for me. I'm so I read it, so I'm I'm okay with the way I found out. But I feel bad for you because you I, you found out from Twitter how that ends. Yeah, right? and my girl didn't win, so I'm not gonna say who my girl is. But oh, my I, my girl did not. It was win. my girl. It was my we had the same girl. Yeah, but, I, but I'm not. I don't, I don't hate that ending. Like that was one of those shows. Except for maybe one of the sisters, I would have been okay. You know, I in this one I too, I'd have been happy if any of them won. Actually. Like, Not I sensei. had a personal favorite, but, like, at least you could have given me a conclusion. Yeah, for sure. I thought it was between but, two girls on this show, because sen- yeah. if Sensei is not... In- People, like, pick her as, like, best girl. Like, you're crazy. She's a terrible character. But uh, it is what it is. Okay, uh, let's just get to the ratings, since yeah. we got a couple other shows to go through. I gave it a six. Adam? I gave it a six as well, I believe. Yeah, yes, I gave it a six. You gave it a six. So, it's, it's hard to recommend, because... I just I like the first season a lot, and the it just ends terribly. That's that's, that's like what it comes down to, unfortunately. Yeah, it felt feels like if they do a third season, this whole second season would basically feel like filler. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Could I agree more with you? All right, next up we have a show that only I watched, and it's B Stars. Oh, this way, uh, B Stars is a more a mature version. Of a high school romance drama, except all the characters are animals. And it makes for a very unique dynamic that I really like that you don't see in anime. Because you get to essentially determine how you view the characters. So I mean that as in, they're essentially split up into two. They're carnivores and herbivores. And they're in a school together. So you can kind of, and they have like conflict between the two because... The carnivores still, like, kind of eat meat. I, they don't really describe, like, what meat they eat, but they eat meat still. But their classmates are herbivores, so it starts out at... This isn't a spoiler. It starts out as one of the students is murdered. A herbivore is killed in school. So that's how it, it progresses from a drama club turning into, like, romance relationships within the drama club, and then so on and so forth. It's not labeled as a romance. It's 100% a romance. The ho- It's, I don't know. I'm getting off track. So back to what I was saying before, sorry. The herbivores and carnivores. So you can kind of, I kind of did it as like segregation type of thing where you have two groups coming together and you can kind of see it as race, but you can also see it as type of a class system where carnivores are the dominant species. Essentially, like they have a gang in the show that are lions they have the mayor of the town is a lion and a lot of the times the herbivores are like fighting for power or respect or safety could you call it like a rich versus poor thing it you can literally it's a whole different like you can just like how you like how your like experiences can like translate to this you can relate it to your own situation or something that's like close enough to you that you could you know, comprehend it easier. Yes. To me, I thought it was more, it's, it's like a mix, but I felt like if 
you took race and then turned it into animals because there's like conflict between like relationships between carnivores and herbivores which was kind of like the united states in the 60s like having mixed relationships was like frowned upon and it kind of has that dynamic in it but you can i could also see it as like a class thing where the carnivores feel superior because they are stronger and they are in power and the herbivores are like put down and they're not as like prominent as the carnivores in the show essentially but it has a i don't know how many animes do that which is one reason why i love this show also like the romance of the show is amazing like the dynamic between the characters is fantastic it deals with like a lot of shows that are t labeled as romance have like hand-holding seeds and they all get blush and stuff and in this show people have sex and i like that like you don't see it but like you know that these people are banging and it's like that's such a cool dynamic in anime because it's so innocent a lot of times in romance unless it's like hard unless it's like a domestic girlfriend type of thing <laughs> but this takes like a really cool adult mature version of high school like romance and drama and turns it into an amazing show like I said before, I gave five shows this year 10 out of 10, and Beastars is one of them. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I can't recommend it enough. It is for sure a f contender for anime of the year. Uh, if you like adult, I should say it's adult because they're in high school, but it's a mature high school romance drama, and there's some like funny parts. The characters are great. The main character, Lagoshi, who's the wolf on the picture, amazing character. Uh, Lewis, who is the deer, he's like the main drama club guy. Amazing character. Haru, the bunny, has like, as like a teenager girl, has so many of these like insecurities with her body and stuff like that. And it's such a great dynamic that's involved in the show. Can't recommend Beastars enough. Go watch it. Unfortunately, it's a Netflix Japan jail, so we'll get it in like six months in net on Netflix. So I had to like. I have like a server thing that I can watch called Plex. So I have it on my Plex account, but for most people, you probably have to illegally watch the show unless you can VPN to Japan. All right. Well, I did not watch that one, but one that I know we both did watch is After School Dice Club. And starting off this year, this was one I wanted so much to be better than it was. It, it was good. Well, let me just jump into what it's about. It's about a group of girls, and none of them do I remember their names. But it's about a group of girls. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I no, just, I'm really the same don't. way. That's solid. <laughs> That's one of the issues I'll talk about when you're done. Yeah. So, me, what is it? Miki and Aya, and there's I don't know two other girls. Yeah. But they, they're all they start like a little an after school like essentially dice club where they go. They play board games, and each episode is kind of devoted to different types of actual real tabletop games that you can play like one of the ones i saw i had never heard about it was cockroach it was in like the episode two or three yep. and uh i was able to see that at my local like game shop as like a rentable game you can just pick up off the shelf and play so i'm like this is really cool but as the story goes down as or as the episodes go through you start to realize they really don't focus as much on the games as i wanted them to they introduce a game and then they kind of just skip to the end game. Yeah, way too that. much for yeah. my liking. And it really draws, takes away from it for me. Like they give you, they show some really fun games that you might want to play, 
but like you never get to see like the complexity like how fun board games can be because they just skip to the end yep and for me that took a lot away originally watching the first few episodes i was hyped i was like this is like an eight or a nine it's gonna be like uh how heavy are the dumbbells you lift where it's gonna be like that show that pulls people into a activity they're not used to doing but i don't think this one does it nearly as well yeah that's a good point to say we're like I saw it on Reddit where like people who watch How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift got inspired to go to the gym. Like, hey, maybe this looks fun. After watching After School Dice Club, and like you said in the beginning, you couldn't remember the character's name, and I think that's a flaw because I also don't remember the character's name because I didn't really got attached to any of the characters. Not really like relatable. Um, some of the games they played were cool, like the cockroach game in like episode two. I thought that was fantastic, but no other episodes were really like that. So we kind of ran into like this dynamic of, okay, we have cute girls playing games, but the game is boring and I don't really like the characters. I should say I don't yeah. like the characters. I didn't get attached to like a specific character. I didn't really like the dynamic of them as a group. Um, it was just hard. There were some like good parts of it. There's like one, there's a couple parts that I didn't like, like where they just get randomly sexualized. So dumb. It doesn't make any sense. I, I like tweeted about it and we had like a, argument about it but like there's just some scenes around the show where it's like i don't get what you're doing um if you like cute girls doing cute things go watch laid back camp please for like the ninth episode in a row i'm still recommending laid back camp it's amazing please go watch that instead of after school dice club but if you are struggling for cute girls doing cute things i think this is an average show yeah it's fine the art is like the art is probably the best part of it they did a really good job with just the color palette that they used. The The animations are nice, but in the end, there isn't a lot of like depth and complexity to the show. Yep. The characters are cookie cutter, one note. Like they each have like one characteristic that can like describe them. You have the shy one. Yep. You have the outgoing one. Yep. And you have the hardworking one. Yep. And like that's one word describes all of your main characters and it's that takes away a lot from it again with the games not even taking up more than would you say eight minutes in an episode yeah it's not enough they sh the games show up at the like they set up a like some kind of problem that they're having that the game kind of helps solve or relate to in some way but the game doesn't show up till the last like half quarter of the show and then it's done by the end of it yeah there's a couple and so you get yeah. you see here's the rules here's the end game and that's that's it. it's yeah. not enough for a game that's supposed to be about the game i agree so, so i uh, gave it a six out of ten i also gave it a six i think it's a very average show uh some of the art's really good the lighting is terrible but the art's good if that makes any sense characters are not relatable so average show kind of fun sometimes yep. next up we have a show that only i watched that's high score girl season two if you haven't seen high score girl season one it's on netflix it's great except the art is trash other than that everything about the show is amazing uh the second season they are now in high school instead of middle school like season one and they are trying, uh, the two main characters are going to compete in the national Street Fighter competition. 
I uh, really like the adult themes that we have, like characters are growing into high school and there's already kind of like a romance spark between some of the characters. And they definitely take a high school approach to it of how they act and how mature they are. And I thoroughly enjoyed it because it's, they're selfish and they're immature and they only want what's best for themselves. And it's, I thought it was very well expressed and then they learn from those like quote mistakes that they made were trying to get in a relationship with somebody along with trying to like have a goal of being like a professional street fighter player type of thing so a whole great dynamic the cast is amazing the only knock on the show is the art looks like it's from 1940 which makes sense because the show kind of takes place in like the early 90s or late 80s so it's i'm okay with it i wish it looked a little better but i know that's how the bonga is adapted so I can't knock on that since that's how the manga looks. But if you're a fan of like gaming with like really good comedy and romance, I highly recommend you checking out High Score Girl and checking out season two, which is another show in Netflix Japan Jail. No idea when we'll get it, but we'll get it eventually. I give it a nine out of ten. It's a pretty good score. Uh, a show that I did not give a very good score to is Kimono Michi. Which is about a professional wrestler who gets isekai'd into a fantasy world where he's supposed to save the world from evil monsters, and instead he opens up a pet shop. Ugh. Where I started start? off... Uh, where do I even start with this? The beginning, I started watching it in English, and it was alright. I actually enjoyed the dub for the most part. When I switched over to the sub and caught up with everything that was out, I didn't like the show yeah just plain and simple i the things they thought were funny i did not think were funny at all i don't know it just it did not click with me maybe it's because i wasn't into wrestling or something but it just none of the jokes really landed for me after the first couple episodes the main character was just kind of a weird animal fetish yeah wrestler like he oddly gropes all the characters male or female so i guess at least he isn't sexist in that regard but he's like weirdly groping all yeah gender equality but like yeah he's weirdly physical and like i said groping the characters it's just not it wasn't funny to me and i think that's if that's your type of humor maybe you'll get something out of this but it wasn't for me at all yeah as somebody who does kind of watch wrestling there were some like low-key wrestling things that i really really liked about the show um for instance in the last episode not really spoilers but they put together like a tournament and how they put the card together like them they have like five matches how they put the card together made perfect sense for like a real wrestling show so i thought that was a little cool thing uh they do like real wrestling moves in like real situations where like the heel is cheating and the good guy is like fighting the comeback i like that aspect of the show but i don't like how like the rapey vibes you get from the main character that was like really weird like right off the bat it was some people found it funny i did not find it funny at all i found it like really kind of uncomfortable yeah um some of the side characters i liked a lot but i just I have a real, my like one of my like anime gripes is I don't like shows where the side character is better than the main character. And I yeah. think there's like two or three side characters that I liked 
way more than the main character. So that took it down a couple notches. There's some, some of the comedy is good. Some of the fight scenes are good. I'll say good because it usually always ends in like a German suplex. So there's no really like complexity to the matches that they have in the show. So that, that took a knock off of it, but some of the characters are good. Some of the art's good. Some of the comedy's good. So I thought it was like a average show. I was, I was somewhere around the same thing. I gave it a five out of 10. I was, it's watchable. That's it's, about wa it. it's watchable. I gave it a six. I think I watched one episode of the dub. And if you're looking for like a new dub to watch, this is fine, I guess. I don't know, it's really hard to, like, recommend, but if you're, like, a fan I, of wrestling, maybe. Other than that, I don't know, watch something better. This is not that great. Yeah. Alright, next up we have... Oh, a show only I watched. It's on Funimation. It's called No Guns Life. A few things I like about No Guns Life. Uh, I watched it in sub. One of my favorite voice actors does the main characters. He plays Yami in Black Clover. So I love, like, the voice acting of this rugged tough dude with a gun for a head and a uh torn down world i'll put it that way where the, you get like androids and stuff it's like ghost in the shell standalone complex is the best way to describe it has some like comedy in it has some like really good action scenes it's done by madhouse which is one of the best animation studios in the game right now has a really nice compelling story it's a two core show so this is the first season or core uh I thought it ended really bad, but I thought the first, like, ten episodes were really enjoyable. So, a knock on how it ended, but... It's supposed to set up the second season, but it really didn't, so I was really confused. It kind of, like, ended an arc, and I don't really know where the second season's going. I, uh, I kind of know where the second season's going, but it's not, like, like defined, like... Alright, now we're gonna go do this, but it's just like, alright, it's over. So I knock on it, but like I love the art. I love the voice acting in the show. As we get more and more critical with like these reviews, the more I like look at like voice acting, and this is one of the best. I loved it. I love the dynamics of like the they're called attachments. So like the new android parts people get on their body, it ranges anywhere from a new arm to a new vocal cord. Really liked the, how they expanded on that premise. And I think if you're a fan of like a futuristic type of shows, if you like standalone complex, I recommend go, No Guns Life. I don't think it's one of those you need to go out right away and see it. Uh, but I thought it was a pretty enjoyable show. I gave it an 8 out of 10. All right. Next on the docket, Orisuki, Are You the Only One Who Loves Me? This was one that you started out watching and yep. that I wasn't originally going to watch because I didn't like the first chapter of the manga when I read it. Everyone kept talking about it. And so I finally caved in and I started it. While I have not finished it yet, I'm finally seeing what people like about it. How many episodes it, are you in? I think I'm about at the halfway point. Halfway. So okay. I'm not... So I'm seeing like... So for those of you who haven't watched it, the main character is a conniving schemer whose whole like existence up until the start of the show was to set up his own personal harem with the the popular girl the childhood friend like the typical like harem 
pro main character protagonist setting that he's trying to set up for himself. However, it all kind of goes awry, awry right at the beginning when all of his girls that are supposed to be, he's trying to get to join his harem, confess to him that they're in love with his best friend who's the star of the baseball team. And so it turns into this comedy where the only one who actually likes him is this library, was she a librarian if I remember she, right? She yeah, has like a library assistant type of yeah. character. Who wears glasses and is basically like blackmailing him in order to like get him to do what she, to go out with her. And in this weird twisted way, everything kind of comes back around and he's starting to crush on her. And then it's, it, it's a comedy of expect expectations being set up and then flipped on their head yeah which it's fun it really is like the main character i still don't necessarily like him i think he's a cheeky asshole but, yes he is but there's i actually the girl that what's her pansy as pansy, they call the her glasses girl yep yeah I, I i like her she yeah, she's enjoyable she's, she's she's great i think one but, of the uh, things about orisuki <laughs> If you, you know, like the term isekai trash, or like if there's an isekai, you'll watch it. Yep. This is the perfect harem trash show. Yep. I had so much fun watching this show. Like, I didn't, ex I honestly thought this show was going to suck so much. I thought it was going to be exactly like Hensuki yeah, from exactly. last season. And based off the first episode with Bench Coon and all the, like, the confession scenes, I was immediately taken back. I'm like, this show... It kind of has, like, parody elements from harems, but at the same time, it's also a harem. So yep. they're, like, making fun of its of itself while trying to be, like, a serious harem, kind of. Uh, I mean, it was just a great, enjoyable show. Like, I like the characters. I like in the beginning how they're all, like, trash, essentially, because they are all in it for themselves. And then it kind of, as they realize the, I would say, like, mistakes that they made, but, like, as they come to realization of, like, who the person that they like actually is, then we see more like character development. And I just had a lot of fun with this show. Like if you're a fan of like harem trash shows, this is, I'm diving on the front one of the best harems I've ever seen. But then again, I hate harems. So okay, well. I, I know, I know, I know I'm jumping to conclusions. You're wearing a high school DX t-shirt. I understand. <laughs> Shout out to my boy gone, but uh, yeah, like I said before, if you are just a fan of, like, harems and, I I'd say, like, above average, like, comedy and situations that they get in, I can't recommend Orosuke enough. This is a great show and a fun watch. And from what I've seen, like, I, I have to kind of agree with you. I don't know if I would say it's one of the best harems I've ever seen, but it's definitely a very good comedy, and it definitely subverts, I don't even want to say subverts the tropes of harems, because it plays into them so much that it kind of subverts it. Yeah. Without too many spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a good show. It's worth watching. Like I you you don't like I don't like the main character, but I think that's kind of well, I mean that that's, is the entire Yeah, it's point. kind of the point, yeah. Because anyone whose goal it is to have a harem, anyone who ever ends up in that safe situation and doesn't do anything about it just kind of it is a terrible person <laughs> yeah for sure so uh, yeah they make Sorry, that out of their lead yes uh personally if you're looking for an enjoyable like comedy romance slash harem show i recommend orisuki i gave it an eight out of ten 
and I am hovering around a seven right now, which could change by the time I finish the last six or so episodes, but it's good. I think a seven for a harem is a very good score. Cause I That's think, fair. Yeah, I most think I, harems aren't out there doing anything like, like stupendous or like exceptional. They're just kind of fun popcorn yeah, flicks that exactly. you're done with in 12 episodes. So just, yeah, I, seven would be a very high score for a harem. Done in 12 episodes. I just wish they would actually finish a harem with like a yeah. concluding ending, but yeah. Good luck well, with that yeah, one. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, for sure. All right. Next one is a show that only I watched and that is Kona Ota Tamari season two. And now that I started Hibiki, or Hibiki, uh, Sound Euphorium, because I kind of described the show as Sound Euphorium, it's kind of like Sound Euphorium. <laughs> um, a lot more comedy than Sound Euphorium, a lot less drama. So if you're looking like a for a funnier, less drama Sound Euphorium, I recommend Konoloto Tamare. It's not done by Kyoto Animation, so the visuals aren't as good as it, but I love the group dynamic. It's a smaller group of people, like seven or eight in a uh, music club. They have the ma the main character and the other characters are a great dynamic with everybody together. If you're a fan of like music, com comedy, there's like hints of romance, but it's more just like shipping. Uh, this is a great show. I love the music in the show. It's wonderful. It's all original. It's the instrument they play is the Kona, which is like a laid. The best way I can describe it is a laid down harp. So it's like harp style group play. Lots of like orchestra hall type music, but all in this Kono related instrument. It's on Funimation. I don't think it has a dub. I think it's getting a dub. I'm not entirely sure, but both scenes are on Funimation. I gave season one an eight, which I thought was a really good show. And season two is even better. I'm giving it a nine out of ten. Wow. All right. Moving on from music over to sports, we have Ahiru no Sora. Uh, the premise of the show is a short kid who loves basketball, starts off his first year at high school, and decides he's going to join the basketball team, but it is filled with a bunch of hardened delinquents who have no interest in basketball whatsoever. But his hard work and determination slowly starts converting them over to actually giving a crap and trying and playing basketball, and they find they actually really like it. It's an underdog tale about, you know, just about the sport of basketball, trying to get all the way to the inter-high and win the big inter-high tournament at the end of the year. The main character is kind of a, a ditz, but he's like, like I said, he loves basketball. He's willing to give it 100%. Even if he's absolutely terrible at the things he does, like fighting, or whether that means he has to get naked and do sprint drills in order to get them to join the basketball team, he's 100% dedicated to doing it. Uh, it's a great game. It's not along the lines of Kirkono Basket where you had like superpowers and like special moves and everything. You do have people that specialize in things, but it lands a lot more closer to realism than. Like I said, Kirk and no basket. Are you, you're watching the show, if I'm, I remember right. I'm watching it. I'm caught up to date with it. Yep. I like more than anything about this show, because it's 50 episodes. So I think we're only a fourth of the way through right now. So yep. they're definitely setting this up for a 50-episode show. So you have to be a little patient, because I thought the first few episodes were a little slow, which makes sense. 
I really like the characters involved with it. The two brothers are amazing. The main character is fine, I think. I like like his aspirations and his drive and his determination and everything like that. He's just he's not he's foreshadowed by the two brothers, which is okay. Uh, because I think just the two brothers, I just like their dynamic of like rough and tough basketball players, and this guy's just like I'm small but I want to be good type of thing. Uh, big, I'm, I mean, I'm a basketball fan. Anything with basketball, I'm going to watch. This is more like slam dunk than Kirk on no basket. I think down the road, this is going to turn into an amazing show. Right now, I think it's, right now, I think it's good. And I think my score is going to reflect it. I'm not going to get into it right now, but like, I think there's a lot of things I can set up. We recently got introduced to like their team manager. So we got a new dynamic with the manager with like involved with that. I think we're getting a coach as well, like pretty soon because they are essentially are self-teaching themselves slash the managers teaching them how to play basketball type of thing. So really excited to see where it goes from here. Uh, if you're a fan of basketball, you're going to like this show. If you're not a fan of basketball, you're probably not going to like the first like 12 episodes that are out right now. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's just, it's a little slow. And we're not getting a whole lot of basketball. If you're a sports anime fan in general, like you know, you know if you like sports anime, it's it's a pretty like it's pretty obviously if you if you're that type of person, I think you'll love this show. If you do end up watching the show and wanting a, another show to watch, this follows a very similar trajectory as Yoamushi Pedal which is one of my favorite animes at least the first couple of seasons of all time i love it it's my favorite sports anime i've watched and like i said this seems to be following that same trajectory i i absolutely love the pacing of this series i think it's perfect for a 50 episode show it'll probably hit about episode 15 will be in the middle of like a tournament mm -hmm. so we'll probably need an entire second season for a tournament but i'm okay with that i'm this is one of my favorite shows of the season yeah i just think it's art do you want the slow burn because this is going to be a slow burn yeah. i think it's going to end great i like where it's going but can you muster th are you okay with just people talking about basketball instead of like playing basketball and if you are, you're going to like the show. And if you get bored from sports animes, you will probably drop this after episode three. So I recommend this if you are a sports anime fan. If you're like on the fence, you're probably not going to like it. And if you have no interest in sports, you will probably hate this show with a passion. So, uh, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I say, I, I don't know if you'd hate the show, but I'm going to say for the most part, like this is... This is right up my alley. Sports anime fans will love it. 8 out of 10 for me. And I also gave it an 8. I think it has the trajectory of being even better than an 8. I like the slow burn shows. I like that it's 50 episodes. So I'm just looking forward to more when we get it. Yep. Next up we have the show I watched, Dr. Stone. 24 episodes. I think it's like only on Crunchyroll. And if you like Bill Nye the Science Guy, you are going to like Dr. Stone. Post-apocalyptic world where people are frozen in stone, and then after 3,700 years, the main character Senku is broken out of his shell and starts figuring out how to break other people out, and then civilizations, 
so so on and so forth, learning how to make materials from scratch, essentially. And he's like this super kid genius. So of course he has like this Deus Ex, Deus Ex Machina, where like of course he knows how to solve every problem because he's so smart. Which is fine, because I like him a lot as a character. He's nominated for Best Boy for the Anime of the Year Awards, and I think he has every right to be so. The first... So it's 24 episodes. The first 12 episodes, I liked. I thought it was a very good show. The second half was absolutely brilliant. What a genius second half. I love the world building. I love the character development. I love how they are, they like real life sense of what they have to do in order to quote with a war. I don't know if you've seen it, but the second season coming out is called the Stone Wars. So there's a war aspect that I put that in quotation marks because it's not the war you're thinking of. It's still like action and stuff like that. And people are probably going to get killed, but it's not like a shoot you with guns type of war type of thing. But I love Dr. Stone. I cannot wait for the second season. I love everything about it. I love the side characters. Chrome, who's like his lackey slash assistant, is such a ditz and a dumbass. And then I just grew to love him. And then like the little girl who wears like a pumpkin for a head. Fantastic. The badass uh, girl character is amazing. I cannot recommend Dr. Stone enough. Watch it. Watch it before Stone Wars comes out. I give it a 9 out of 10. And that is one I did not watch, so I do not have a rating for that one. And I think when you see people like cosplay as Senku, I think it's one of the best cosplays. His hair is insane. It's so over the top. It's just a great show. The animations are a little funky. I love them. But I know a lot of people who don't like the animations to the show, but I think it's genius. Um... Like, literally the second half of the show is a 10 out of 10. The first half is like a 7 or an 8. So that's why I gave it a 9. But my god, the last 12 episodes of Dr. Stone are fantastic. So I highly recommend anybody who likes... It's not really that action-based. Uh, it's more like world-building, adventure, character-building type of show. Alright, moving along to our second-to-last one on our list of shows we watched. Didn't I say to make my abilities average in the next life? This is another isekai where the main character is teleport dies and is teleported and reincarnated into another life. She asks to be a of average power, but the, it kind of works as like a cursed monkey paw because she ends up being way more powerful than she intended. And I'm not going to spoil you for why. That's kind of like partway through the show. They yeah. explain how it happens. But because she's so overpowered, she keeps getting pulled along into these over-the-top missions and story arcs that involve her just having to save the day with her overpowered nature. And she doesn't want anything to do with it. She just wants to be a normal, regular-ass regular, regular -ass girl. Um, <laughs> it's The show's funny from time to time. It's not... It, it's one of those shows where if you're looking for an isekai comedy, you could, you could do worse. Like, I don't have a lot to really say about it. Like, I really like the, the characters aren't very memorable in my opinion, but maybe some people disagree. I liked um, the healer. Pauline. Pauline was a fantastic yeah. character because she's a hustler. 
Yes, that's the one character I like. I like the that. Like one I remember. I don't even remember the main girl's name, but I remember Pauline. Miley, Mile, Miley, something like that. Miley but Cyrus. Kind of. I'm gonna do like a kind of minor, minor spoiler, <laughs> but like why I liked Pauline so much is that the main character essentially invents Nendroids in this yeah. other world, <laughs> and then Pauline's like, "Yo, I can make a bunch of money selling this shit," and so then she does because she's like a poor merchant. I'm like, that's genius. I love that. Like, what a great dynamic that you don't really see. Just be like, yeah, I can make a bunch of money off of this product. Let's do it. So, like her character, everybody else is like a stereotypical. The redhead chick is the Sundere. Um, The blonde hair chick is like darkness minus the misogynistic side of yep. her. She's fine. Miley is, or Mile. I think it's Mile. She's okay, but like there's like a, the same trope where she just forgets that she's overpowered. And that's the joke for her a lot of times. There's two jokes. She forgets that she's overpowered and then she has a flat chest. So yeah. there's about like 38 flat, flat chest jokes, which is about 37 too many for me. So <laughs> it was like just one of those joke was probably the funniest thing I heard. Besides like maybe in the first couple episodes, there might've been a joke I laughed, but yeah. yeah. But Your th joke right there was better than most of this show, in my opinion. But Yeah, so I like one of the characters, but this kind of be weird to say. I like them as a group, so if they're all four together, they're fine. Individually, I like one of them. The art in the show is not that bad, but, like, the story is whatever. Like, you can literally, from episode one, you can literally tell where it's going. There's no out-of-nowhere surprise type of things. It's, like, same trajectory as every other average isekai show. Um, once again, if you're looking for cute girls doing cute things, watch Laid Back Camp for the love of God. I cannot stress that enough. Sorry. Had to do it. Not enough people watch it. It's amazing. Um, but I don't think we have to talk too much about this. I gave it a 6. What did you give it? Uh, a 6 as well, I think. It yeah. was a little bit better than... Kimono Michi, in my opinion, like this one, I could see myself sitting down and actually watching episodes for. But if, yeah. like I said, if there's any another Isekai out there that you think is better in most situations, it probably is. This is pretty just run of the mill average. I 100% agree. It's in line with all those other average Isekai shows you've ever seen. Um, if you're if you're Isekai trash, sure you'll probably like it. If you're just looking for something else. I don't recommend it. It's just an average show. But you know what I do recommend? What's that? The last show on our list that you're going to talk about? Yes, welcome to Demon School. How do I pronounce it? Irama-kun. My god, this show came out of nowhere for me. Oh, it's so good. I... Okay, so this is how much I like this show. It's only 13 episodes in. I've already added Clara as one of my favorite characters of all time. That's how much I like the show. It's only 13 episodes in. She is amazing. Um, just like the whole dynamic of the entire class <laughs> of like how the first episode, cause the main character is human, but he lives in a demon world. And how he wins like the first fight against Osmodeus, I think his name is. Genius. Absolutely genius. I, Love this show. I can't... Like, if you're a fan of fun, you will like this show. It's on Crunchyroll. Go watch it right now. Yeah, I'm, I I gotta spill on this one. Because of all... A lot of these shows we've talked about, I've kind of just been, eh. 
on a lot of them. Some of them I really, really loved, like uh, SAO and the hero is overpowered. But this is the one that came out of nowhere. But from the moment you finish the first episode, you know this show is Dude, good. I was hooked like 12 <laughs> minutes into episode one. That's how much I liked it. So Irima is essentially, like you said, he's a human living in a demon world, but his pa- he was living with parents who were the worst types of people. Yep. They made him do absolutely everything. And because he never learned to say no, he's always getting roped into things by, by being the yes guy, which I'm sure everybody at some point has known someone who you can ask to do something and they'll always do it. That is Irima here. Yep. And he ends up getting sold to a... Who is the head of the... Like the principal of the school type of thing. Yeah. It's like the headmaster or something. Yeah, the headmaster of a demon school who wants a grandson. So he just buys him and he's like, you're going to be my grandson. I'm going to shower you with gifts and love and affection. Something your parents never did. And you're not going to say no because that's not your personality. And because he's been like living this like horrible, horrible life, he's learned to avoid danger at a... like an impossibly miraculously good level and that's just how he survives here is he has miraculous dodging abilities yeah if i put it like ends up just stumbling his way through everything it's great if it was like a my hero quirk his quirk is he can dodge things that's it (laughs) and And that somehow just makes him stumble upon like getting what we said asmodeus like loses the duel because he can never hit him and yeah. ends up like accidentally like German suplexing him. him. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he ends up becoming like enslaved to him, and Asmodeus sees him as some kind of like combat guru, and yeah. he just he worships the ground he walks on. Yeah. And then we have best girl Clara, yep. who just loves fun. She's just a child at heart who just wants people to love her. She, like not like sexually love her but like just to have friends she just wants to have fun she wants, she wants friends and she wants to have fun and her personality reflects that yeah and like her episode where you get to know her for the first time you see like the people trying to take advantage of her because her special power is that she can pull things out of her pockets and she can like basically create anything she's seen before yeah. so she just gives people snacks so they'll be her friend even though she knows that they're just using her because she's so damn lonely. And it's so sad, but she's so genuine that it's, she's perfect. I love Clara. She, everything about her is great. Uh, the, her personality is great, but her voice actress is yes. amazing. Oh my God. This is like, it's hard to describe because it's like, Hey, we have like all these legendary voice acting. Like Okabe from Steins Gate is like my favorite voice acting of all time. And this is like I am enjoying it just as much as Steins Gate. Like I don't know how to like how could you word that without sounding ridiculous? But that's how much fun I'm having with this show. And how much I enjoy Clara. I love the dynamic of Irima. I love how Asmodeus is like he sees him as a guru, but also as a friend, and also as like a master, and as like a, like a deity or a god of like he beat me. This guy must be amazing. I love him. It's like just so fun. And then like the student council president who's oh, like obsessed yep. with manga because she can't read it. She, she thinks it's some kind of secret tome from the human world, but she's just reading a freaking romance. 
My romance manga, yeah. It's just... It's just so good. And honestly, like, I wish I could include this in this year's Anime Awards, but it will definitely be in next year's. Um, this is going to be nominated for like eight categories next year. I can guarantee you that already. I love this show. If you like fun, you should watch this show. I would recommend it to anybody. Uh, the only I reason... I want to... Oh, sorry. Go for it. Sorry. I kind of want you to pull up a clip. I know this is really out of the blue. See if you can pull up a clip I'm not going of to do that. voice act. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just like, if you can let It'd them be just hear It'd be too clickety-clacky with my keyboard and mice and everything like All that. Right. So, How about this? Instead of me pulling up a clip, just go watch it. Everybody just go, yeah, go just watch go the watch first the episode on Crunchyroll. I know you have Crunchyroll. in the, episode, the first episode, though. She's, she's in what? The th second or third, right? She shows up in like the... S I think it's... Go the watch three episodes of this yeah. show. It's, if it's, you don't like... by the third. If you don't like this show, give me your Venmo and I'll give you five bucks. Because I guarantee you will like this show. <laughs> That's how much I recommend this show. Yeah, it's so good. It's... And the art. I actually love the, the art to it. I do, too. Like, it, like, I still don't know what it is. I, I want to compare it to, like, a Western cartoon. That's a good... I think that's a very good but, way to say it. But it does so much more than Western cartoons do in terms of just, like... I don't know how... Because I, I can't I really was explain it. You'll I was originally you put off it, from this show because of its art. That's literally why I didn't watch this show. And I was an idiot because this show is amazing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely one of my favorites. It might be my favorite show of the season so far. It's it's up there, and it's twenty three episodes, so we're only reviewing the first core. So yep. we still have, I think, the fourteenth episode came out on Saturday, or the thirteenth or fourteenth. So we have like 10, 11 episodes left. So, with that being said, I'm rating it a nine because it's not finished. I think when this show is all said and done. It will be an easy 10 out of 10. Couldn't agree more. 9 out of 10. Once it's, yeah, at the trajectory it's going, it'll be a 10 out of 10. So that's going to wrap up our review of fall 2019. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see above our Twitter and our Twitches. If you want to follow us on Twitter, that'd be great. If you want to support the podcast financially, give us your Twitch primes or something. Mine's Don't Sweat, Abs is Fatal Otaku. It'll help us out. I know I wouldn't mind getting a Twitch Prime and maybe upping my equipment. So if you want to support us, that'd be great. Otherwise, just thank you for watching in general. Once again, please, please vote for Anime of the Year. The Google Doc will be below and it'll take you five, not even five minutes. It'll take you three minutes to fill out. So yeah, it, there's not a lot of time left. So by the time you're hearing this, there's what, like we have 12 days. days, 12 days left. So just under two weeks from the day this episode yep. recorded might not be the day it actually goes up on January YouTube, 18th is the last day of voting yeah so get in there get get that filled out and then tune in for the anime of the year reveals yes so the nominations are out and we'll be doing the show later in January the next episode will be the weathering with you review yes. so look, looking forward to that we will be seeing that on the 16th of January so be looking forward to that. Hopefully everybody has bought their tickets. If you haven't and you are in the United States or North America, go to Fathom Events 
and you can buy your tickets there. Me and I will be sitting in Minnesota along with my girlfriend who will be doing the podcast. So that's oh, she's going to join us. Awesome. She's going to join us. So it's gonna be a, she did our pro mayor review, which she gave a six and I almost broke up with her. So, Cola. Uh, <laughs> so don't go that far no nah, i'm just kidding so looking forward to that once again thank you again for watching i hope you like the layout that i tried to put together if you hated it let me know if you like it let me know i'm always trying to work on ways to improve the stream and the podcast and the visuals everything that goes along with it so thanks again thank you guys for joining us have a good one